The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Welcome to Him For Her Radio. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him Prison Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Shug Burry. If you say what you want to say. Hello, hello. My name is Sugbury, and I am the host of Him For Her Radio. Oh, I love that song my little sweet pea picked out for this intro, which is I Want You To Be Brave by Sarah Borelli's. This is a place where your voice is heard. Um, we are encouraging you to go to himprisonministries.org or Him For Her Radio on Facebook, and send us your suggestions and topic ideas. This is your show. This is not Suge's show. This is your show, where you can share your challenges and your victories, and we will discuss those on air. I'll do my part. I will bring in the experts, or I will research the books, or I will go to the Lord and see what he has to say. And that's kind of where we are today. Ladies, women face many challenges in life. And one of them is Christmas. The thought of Christmas may bring you shakes and chills with endless lists of things to do on our checklist. You hear women often say, what? Christmas is here already. Didn't we just have it? For many women, it's a time of year of never ending work, coordinating all the loose ends so they fit perfectly on Christmas Day, balancing career, family, finances, gifts, and balancing your sleep. Yes, you heard me, ladies. We are all short on sleep at this time of year. All the while, we are being determined that this year will be the perfect Christmas. Why do we think that way? I mean, getting the perfect gifts, the perfect decorations, just right, and yet trying to keep our sanity intact. And you know what? Facebook is no help. Seeing those perfect images of the Norman Rockwell-like life from other families, From a woman who's working at the office to a mother diligently sacrificing for her kids' needs. Or maybe you're a grandma who's trying to equally juggle multiple grandkids without showing favorites. We are all trying and striving for that ideal Christmas. But the stress suffocates us along with not only debt but tears. All the while putting up a fake front, knowing we are trying to manage the impossible. Well, I have good news for you. You need to be rescued from this chaos. So today's hot topic is Christmas, the greatest rescue mission ever. You got it, ladies. Christmas, the greatest rescue mission ever. Got to have a little fun with this topic. Not only do we need to be rescued from the chaos of the holiday, I am challenging you now to see things this Christmas with new vision. I will always speak boldly to you. In a world where right is wrong and wrong is right, we need to get this right. 
And so you have been rescued. You have been saved from an impossible mission. And what is it? You've been saved from sin. You have been rescued from the pit of hell. You have been saved from this world, saved from Satan's clutches. Yes, ladies, the enemy is alive and real. Don't be kidding yourself for a minute. But how are we saved? Well, we are saved because of Christmas. You might be thinking of Christmas as shiny bulbs on the tree and lights aglow and the perfect gifts, but I got to tell you, we need to look at Christmas with whole new eyes. Christmas is often thought of only for little baby Jesus, but it really was the launch of the greatest rescue mission ever. Now, here's a verse, a Bible verse you don't hear often that's connected with the Christmas story. It's from Ephesians 2, verses 4 to 5. Now, I want you to listen to the words as I say them. I'm going to say them slowly, and I want you to think, how does this relate to Christmas? But because of his great love for us, because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. Oh, I like to break things down as simple as possible. You know, you listen to this verse and three things really strike my heart when I consider the scripture passage. I'm going to read it one more time. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. Well, Shug, what does this mean? Well, the first thing that it means is I am dead. I'm dead in my sin. We are all dead. Ladies, don't be fooling yourself. You can't make yourself perfect. You can't work your way to heaven. We are all dead in our sins. Have you ever seen someone dead in a casket? Hmm. You just know that that shell is there, but the spirit is gone. That's how dead we are in our sins. No reviving ourselves out of that casket. It's impossible. But God's word, the Bible, says we are dead in our sins. Romans 7.24 says, What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? In John 11.25 Lazarus was dead, 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 dead in the grave four days. Can you imagine four days? I mean, I don't even like my chicken sitting in the fridge for four days. Can you imagine what that smell would have been like? He couldn't get up because he was helpless. He was dead. But Jesus said, the one who believes in me will live. Only the voice and command of Christ himself by calling his name out. And this is what Jesus said. He said, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out. Not everybody, though, hears God's call. God pursues us. He seeks after us. He's knocking on our door all the time, ladies, and we keep missing it. He wants to rescue us from our dead state. Like a good shepherd, he leaves his flock to go after the lost one. And then all rejoice when he is found. Ladies, can you hear it? Listen. Is God calling your name today? Come out. Sally, come out. Jane, come out. Katie, come out. Debbie, come out. Are you ready to be rescued? I mean, put your name in that spot. He called my name. Shug, come out.
Are you ready to be rescued? Are you tired of trying to control things for yourself, ladies? Are you ready to rise up and trust in him? The first thing that struck my heart in this passage was that I am dead in my sin. The second thing is I am helpless and I need a savior to rescue me. John 3.17 says, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Ladies, we need to recognize our sin, but yet at the same time realize we are helpless to save ourselves. Have you ever just tried, 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 tried? Do you feel like you're on that treadmill of nowhere? In order to be rescued, we need to let go and surrender and trust God and admit we are powerless to help ourselves. This is a mission impossible. And only God can remove our blinders and allow us to see. If you're just listening, my name is Shugbury, him for her radio. Oh, today's women's hot topics is about Christmas, the greatest rescue mission ever. I feel like I'm jumping leaps over the table and over the chairs when I hear this. I just love this song. I mean, I want you to think of that this Christmas. Don't be thinking about what freaks you out. Don't be thinking about how you don't have the perfect food, the perfect gifts, or the perfect table. Think about the greatest rescue mission ever. The Apostle Paul, the closer he came to God, the more he struggled and saw his sin through God's eyes. Have you realized that too? You know, I find the closer I come to the Lord, the more I realize my state, my state of rescue of what I need. Romans 7, 7 says, I would not have known what sin was had it not been for the law. Now, what's the law? The law is the Ten Commandments. And I know that people go, oh yeah, why are you a Christian? You got that Ten Commandments banging over your head. I mean, you all know what it is, the Ten Commandments, you know, shouldn't lie, shouldn't cheat, shouldn't covet. You don't want something somebody else says. Maybe that this Christmas, you don't want to covet. You don't want to be thinking, oh, that Christmas looks better than mine. No, what the Ten Commandments shows us is God's holiness. It shows us how perfect our Lord is. I mean, we forget that God is holy and his glory is represented through those Ten Commandments. And you know what? That Ten Commandments shows us what we can't do. Now, we are called to live by them, But I got to tell you, we are separated from God, our holy God, by our sin. I mean, have you ever lied before? Absolutely you have. And if you tell me you haven't, then I already know you're a liar, right? I mean, you know, we're all there. But even Paul, the Apostle Paul, Romans 7.15 told us, I do not understand what I do. For what I do, I don't want to do. But what I hate, I do. Oh my gosh, I have done that. I have sat and bowed before the Lord and say, why did I just do that? I'm a Christian. I know you, Lord. Why do I keep going back to some of those things? But you know what I want you to know, ladies? When you say yes to Jesus, when he has come into your heart, when the Holy Spirit is guiding you, you are now free and released from the things of the enemy. But yes, we do stumble from time to time. And I want you to get up where you are and keep moving forward because you're still farther than you were before you started. Paul, Apostle Paul, understood he was helpless to rescue himself from sin. Like the story of Lazarus, 
Jesus Christ, our Savior, calls us out of the deep darkness of our tombs and brings us into the light. You see, at just the right time, perfect timing, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Romans 5, 6. And you know what? It starts with the impossible mission at Christmas. We celebrate Christmas because it is a celebration of what God himself did for us. It's not about the trees and the giving and the Santa Claus stuff. It's about that Jesus was born fully God, fully man. That Jesus sought after you. That Jesus battled on the cross for you. He paid the price for your sin. Your name was written on his heart. Jesus conquered sin on the cross, and he rose from the dead in victory for us. That's why I love Easter. I mean, it's victorious. Jesus now sits on the right hand of the Father, interceding on your behalf. Don't you love that? He's talking about you to God. God, look at her. She's trying. Let's bless her. Oh, she's trying so hard. Let's bless her. As believers, your name is written in the book of life. But if you have not said yes to Jesus, your name is not in the book of life. It's simple. Father, I am a sinner. I need you. I believe you died for me. Come into my heart. Come into my life, especially this Christmas. I need to be rescued by you. Say the prayer any way you want, ladies. You will be saved if you say yes to Jesus. Jesus knows you intimately. And you know what? You are a child of God when you say yes to Jesus. Just that simple prayer, heir to the throne. The king hears and answers your prayers. Ladies, put on your crowns. You heard me, a crown, because you have been rescued from the pit of hell. And now you are in the heavenly heavens with Jesus Christ. And it is only by him and through him that you are saved. Excuse me, I'm getting a little excited. Trevor's looking at me through the glass going, she's getting ready to do her happy dance. I get so excited. John three seventeen. you all have heard it, seen it at games. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Ladies, Jesus has done all of the work. He has paid the price. He has defeated death. He rescued us. So what's your job this Christmas? your job is simple. Finally, a simple job at Christmas. Put your hope and trust in Jesus to invite Christ into your life this Christmas. I've got an illustration to share with you of something that had happened in 2015. There was a 29-year-old Nigerian man. He was buried at the bottom of the sea in a capsized tugboat. In the middle of the night, 5 a.m., believe it or not, he was on the toilet. Isn't that bizarre? He got up to use the bathroom at 5 a.m., and their boat lunged and sank, tips upside down, and he scrambled out. He was able to reach an emergency exit hatch and watched in horror as three crew members were sucked into the churning sea. The boat lunged. It was flipped upside down, and it sunk into solid blackness. Blackness. That is what our life is like without Christ, without hope. The boat rested on the seafloor, and Harrison O'Keen prayed as the water seeped slowly but set steadily into the four-foot square air bubble in the cabin. All around me was just black, he said, and noisy. I was crying. I was calling on Jesus, he said, to rescue me. 
I prayed so hard. I was just praying to see some kind of light, but all there was was blackness. Ladies, he was trapped for three days, almost 60 hours. He could hear the thrashings of the large fish, probably sharks, eating at his dead colleagues. He managed to get two flashlights out and piled two mattresses on top of each other to float on. And for three days, he waited, waited, waited on the Lord. Earlier on that trip, he and his wife had been texting each other back and forth of the book of Psalms. And so now when he was alone, he was trying to remember those verses. He prayed not just prayers for help. He praised and worshiped the Lord. Have you ever tried that in the middle of your struggles? Pray and praise ahead of time. He would doze off. Then the next day, same thing, worshiping, praying, worshiping, praying. And on the last day, he surrendered to God. He thought his life was over. He said, God, your will be done as in heaven, life or death. I've done my best. I've put my hope, my trust and confidence in you. I knew, I knew, he said, God would rescue me either one way or the other. God has never failed me, he said. Well, what happened next would probably surprise you. That is when Harrison heard the rescuers hammering on the deck. The rescuers were shocked to hear his faint hammering reply. And he stuck his arm out into the water so that they could see him. He didn't want to touch them because he was afraid that they might think it's a shark or something. They came thinking that they were just doing a recovery mission, not knowing they were doing a rescue mission after that many days. And you know what? They came into his room quickly, but then they left and they didn't see him. He thought all was lost. He thought they missed him. He banged on the walls again and no response. He tried swimming back under the dark waters and he couldn't see their light and he returned to that small pocket of lifeless air that was left. Time was running out and oxygen was low. He then again could see the light below. He stuck his hand through the water. And what happened next surprised those that were there to help him. He grabbed them thinking they thought it was a corpse. The hand moved and the man directing and the crew went crazy. He's alive, he's alive, he's alive. To survive that long in that depth is phenomenal. There should not have been a pocket of air, the the diver exclaimed. Someone was looking out after him. Ladies, someone is looking out after you. Is God searching for you in the darkness? Are you willing and ready to hold out your hand and be rescued this Christmas? Like Harrison O'Keen on the last day, he prayed and surrendered to God that God's will be done in his life. Would you say that simple prayer? God, your will be done. We are no different than him in the darkness of life. Are you ready to be rescued on the greatest rescue mission ever? Christmas, the greatest rescue ever. Ladies, to recap the greatest rescue mission ever, the first thing that struck my heart was I am dead. The second is that I am helpless and need a savior to rescue me. And now the third thing that strikes my heart is I am called to help. Yep, you heard me. We are called to help rescue others. Like the divers, God directs our actions. He has a plan and a purpose for the lives of those who are believers in Christ Jesus. 
You know, it's kind of like the Titanic. It went down and the boats were there to rescue other people. All we have to do is move over in the boat and help others in. God directs our actions. He has a plan and a purpose for the lives of those who are believers in Jesus Christ. Ladies, if you have said yes to Christ in the past and you are a believer in Christ, what are you doing this Christmas to help rescue others in this greatest rescue mission? He uses the most unlikely people. I mean, look at me. Hello, people. Who would have ever guessed Suge would be used by Christ to do some of his noblest work? I have watched hundreds of people come to faith in Jesus Christ. And I just showed up. I just opened my lips. I was available for God. God uses unlikely women for the greatest rescue missions. Look at Rahab the prostitute. She helped rescue the spies in Joshua too. How about Esther? Queen Esther. For she was created for a time such as this to help save her people. She saved all of her people. How about Mother Mary? She was just a young girl when God called her. She was Jesus's mother. Read it in Luke. Remind yourself of how awesome our God is that he uses the most unexpected people for the greatest rescue missions ever. How about you? How about you? Has God used all of us to rescue each other? Sure he does. He uses all of us. He is directing our steps and putting those to be saved in our paths. This Christmas, I want you to look for God appointments to happen. I want you to keep your eyes out sharp, like you're on that mission impossible, accepting this job to walk with Christ and allow to be used to mentor and to love other people. It's simple. You just say, hey, God, here I am. Use me. So at Christmas, when you're either sitting at the table or you're standing in line to buy gifts or groceries, is there a God appointment waiting there for you? Matthew 28 says, Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And this is what he's telling you. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you to the end of age. Ladies, God is with you right now. He is with you because you're listening. He brought you to come and listen. Why? Because he wants to use you on the greatest rescue mission ever. This Christmas, the greatest gift you can give your kids, your family, is to first allow Jesus to rescue you. Will you allow Jesus to rescue you? Would you finally let go of this perfectionism that we have at Christmas? Will you let go of the craziness? I tell you, I haven't sent a Christmas card out in 20 years because that was just like one of the things that were just driving me crazy. How are we going to put together the perfect letter? What are we going to tell them about? I mean, you know, no. Just stay in contact with those that you love. Stay in contact with those you want to be in contact with and reach out to those that God has a God appointment for in your life right now. Allow Jesus to rescue you. Confess and realize you are helpless and dead in your sin. Reach out your hand out of the darkness because Christ wants to rescue you. And no, there is no greater honor than to be available, to be called on by God to participate 
in someone else's rescue. Ladies, I can't wait to get to heaven and see, you know, who all has been rescued because I have given them an opportunity to hear about Christ. It wasn't anything I did. It's all God's power in and through us. So don't waste this Christmas. Don't waste this Christmas. Forget about getting wrapped up in the stress of Christmas, but instead, together, you and I, let's be involved in the greatest rescue mission ever. And it starts with prayer, and it starts with God. Merry Christmas. I love you. Until next time, this is Sugbury, Him for Her Radio.